Well, God is good. Amen, amen. For those that weren't here last week, Happy New Year. Well, that was pretty weak. Happy New Year. Man, God is good. He's on the throne. I read the last chapter of the book. We win. Come on, church family. We win. We win. And let me say it like this. Since it's done, we won. Because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. If I'm going to go by the world system, I'm going to be depressed. If I go by God's ways, we're victorious in him. Amen. How many have started the Bible reading plan with me? Come on, raise your hand. Right now, we have 397 people connected with the YouVersion My Church Bible reading plan. For those that weren't here last week, if you would like to connect, we're doing as a church the entire New Testament this year, any translation you want from the U version. If you would like to kick it up a notch and do the old and the new, then you got to go to our website and the, the, the QR code is there to hook up to U version and it's going to be good. A amen. But together, U version only allows one plan sent out from the church. So that's the plan that we chose was the New Testament. How many enjoying those little videos at the beginning? They are informative. They're all like cartoonish, but very, very well done. So if you haven't done it, go to Uversion and go ahead and click right there and look for our church little uh, logo there, the blue C, and just connect there and then just get in. Let's go over 400 today. Sound good? Sound good? All right. Super Bowl Sunday this year is on the 12th of February, and we're going to be doing, we're going to be filling up the uh, food pantries again. Last year, I believe we brought in close to 6,000 items for the local food pantries. Next week, we'll have the big racks outside, but I know it's can-can special at ShopRite, right? So I wanted to give you a little heads up on there. I was there, uh, when did I go? Friday shopping, I got my Progresso suit. Last year was 10 for $10. With this new regime we have, it was 10 for $12, amen? So it was $2 more for my soup. But anyway, I saw tuna, uh, 10 for $8.90, I believe it is. It's on, again, this week. Non-perishable, good items like that. Pastas, pasta sauce, tuna, soups, things like that. If you want to help support the local pantry, just grab them, bring them in. We're going to keep collecting till... Super Bowl Sunday, and then we're going to ship it all out to the local pantry. Sound good, church family? It's a blessing. I, I, we're blessed to be a blessing. And the last announcement I have, this year is our 30th anniversary as a church. Can you believe this? Who would have thunk it? I thought Jesus would have come a long time ago, but we're still here. And it's been a little struggle trying to find the place that it can accommodate our size church. But we found the place. We think it's a good, good, good rate that they're giving us. So this year, our church anniversary is going to be on June 23rd at the Hanover Manor in East Hanover. That's where we had it five years ago for those that were there. There's going to be a dinner, a steak, chicken, four-course meal, anniversary, dancing, all the stuff we enjoy doing as a church. The tickets are $50 this year, a little bit more than last year, but they held the price for us. We wanted to tell you well in advance because we want everybody to come. So if you want to do it in little payments or whatever, see Brandy at the Welcome Center, or you can do it online 
also. Sound good, church family? If you've been to one of our every five-year anniversaries, we have a good time. We have a good time. I'm glad you had a good time, guys. <laughs> we ha I had a good time. Amen. So it's going to be awesome. Again, just mark the date down, June 23rd. It's going to be from 6 to 10. We have the place, and it's going to be a lot of fun. You ready to get into the Word of God today? You ready to get into the Word of God today? Look, if you don't get excited about the anniversary, get excited about the Word of God. Amen. All right, let's pray. Hold your Bibles up there. Father, I thank you so much for the Word of God. I thank you that without your Word, we'd be lost. We'd be in a heck of a mess, Lord. But because of your Word, we got freedom. Because of your Word, we got victory. Because of your Word, we know from whence we came and we know from where we're going. And that excites us, Lord. That excites us. We thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Turn with me to Romans chapter 5. Where's Mike McCormick? I, he was here a minute ago. Where, where are you? In the bathroom, okay. Well, many of you know, if you didn't know, Norma, who always sat right here, Mike's wife, graduated. She went to be with Jesus this past week, amen? January 1st, she went to be with the Lord. So when you see Mike, give him a big hug, or if you don't know who he is, just lift up Mike, amen? Because he's in a couple hard weeks right now, to, you know, and we love our brother, Amen. Romans chapter 5, verse 20. Last week, we started this new series to kick off 2023. I try to share what the Lord is putting on my heart in the new year, and I believe this year is the year of great grace. 2023, the year of great grace. Write that down. And many people will say, well, pastor, we see so much nonsense going on in our world. How can you make a statement like that? And I'm going to share with you what the Lord shared with me very clearly, why we need this great grace going forward with what's going on. Amen. So Romans chapter 5, verse 20, moreover, the law entered that the offense may abound, but where sin abounds, where darkness abounds, where evil abounds, look what it says, grace abounds much more. Mike, we just said a moment ago that we're praying for you, our friend. We love you, amen? Norma's a special lady. We're going to miss her here, but I love to see what she's doing right now. I love to see what she's doing right now, but our prayer's with you. Amen. Amen. So I made this statement last week. Let me explain why I feel that this year, this is the message. In 2022, we have seen such a moral decline in our nation and the world and that there is a major, catch what I'm going to say right now, there is a major attack against our children and teenagers. The devil wants your kid. Come on, talk to me. He wants your kids. He wants your grandkids. And you are going to have to fight for them, amen? You're going to have to watch. I like the way Jesus said, be gentle as a dove, but wise as a serpent. Know what's going on, parents. Know what's going on. But here's what Jesus said in Matthew 18, 6. He said this, but whoever causes one of these little ones, excuse me, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were tied, hung around his neck, and he was thrown into the depths of the sea. 
Woe to the world because of offense. For offense must come, but woe to that man from whom the offense comes. That is a hard statement. You know, we all get into the lovey-dovey statements from our Lord, but that's a pretty tough statement. He says, look, this junk is going to come, but if you're the one that brought it in, you're in a heck of a lot of trouble. And he also said, watch out. I care about these little ones, amen? Let the little children come on to me and forbid them not. And parents, I encourage you, especially when your kids are really young, they shouldn't just have free reign to, of the telephone, the, these cell phones. They shouldn't have free reign of televisions in their room or internet. You need to at least monitor what is going on. Amen? You love them. You brought them into this world. You fight for them. Amen? So as we continue to see the decline of our Judeo-Christian worldview and seeing the release of more and more demons into our country and also our world, we just read yesterday that a person could possibly go to jail for three years in the nation of Sweden because they, they came against the, a, a lesbian. You know, they made a statement that God believes in marriage between a man and a woman. Think about that. Three years for a statement like that. This is the cuckoo-ness that our world has gone. Amen? We know that we are so very close to the return of the king, but till then, I believe there is going to be a greater persecution against Christianity and against all that is good. And with that, we are going to need more grace than ever before. Jesus, the apostles, the prophets, they spoke of this very clearly. And you can read it if you want to jot it down in 1 Timothy chapter 4, 2 Timothy chapter 3, Matthew chapter 24. Jesus gives us an eye view of what's going to go on before his return. This is why we need a greater grace. Where sin abounds. Come on, guys, talk to me today. Where sin abounds. Now look, I'm going a little on the negative here because we need to know what's going on, but I got a lot of positive here, amen? A lot of positive. I want, I want us to see what Peter, how he describes what we're going to be seeing just before the Lord's return. Turn with me to 2 Peter Chapter 3. Oh, pastor, I don't want to hear about this. I don't want... Guys, you need to hear about this. The devil, he is slick. He is slick as snot on a brass doorknob. Let me tell you, man. <laughs> he is always looking on how he can trip us up, how we can get us, come on, you guys ever have a really good time with the Lord and you go on the computer and things flash up out of nowhere and you go, what was that? I sure didn't put it on there. Let's go, 2 Peter chapter 3, beginning with verse 3. Knowing this first, understand this, he's saying, know this first, that scoffers will come in the last day 
walking according to their own lust. Almost like what Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 3, lovers of self and on and on, right? Walking according to their own lust and saying, where is the promise of his coming? Be careful when you say that. Where is it? You know, you guys have been talking about Jesus coming. The Bible calls you a scoffer when you say that. We should always have an expectation that the Lord can return at any moment, but to live a life that reaches out to our communities, our, our nation, and our world. Amen. And saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this we willfully forget, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of water and in water, by which the worlds that then existed perished, being flooded with water. It can go all the way back to Noah, right? But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, by the same word, God said it then, he's saying it now, they're reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. Here's the key, you ready? Here's the key. The Lord is not slack, concerning his promise. Did you catch that? But he is what? As some count slackness, but he is long-suffering towards us. Lord, I'm ready. Take me home now, right? But he's saying he's long-suffering towards us. Watch. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Think about what he's saying here. God is long-suffering. This period of waiting that we're going through is bringing people into the kingdom. There are many men and women of God that are saying, we're waiting for the great revival. Church family, we're in the great revival. More people are being born again today than ever worldwide. The greatest revival going on right now, they say, is in the nation of Iran. I believe there's revival going on in North Korea. I believe there's revival going on in that 1040 Muslim window that we have prayed for years and years and things are breaking down to get people in there. Amen? So quit looking to the future. Our future is the Lord's return. What's going on right now is people are being born again. More churches are going up than ever before. For Amen? So God is doing something. Why? Because where sin abounds, grace yet more. When there's more darkness, light is brighter. Amen? But keep going on. But the day of the Lord will come. Say it will come. Oh, it will come. If you don't believe that, then how can you believe that Jesus came the first time? Are you going to be like one of those Pharisees and Sadducees that the, the Magi knew he was coming, the, uh, Simeon knew that he was coming, the shepherds knew that he was coming, Anna knew that he was coming, but yet the religious people, they actually told Herod where the baby, Herod where the baby was going to be born. Why didn't they go? I'm not going to be like one of them. Here's what I'm going to do. Looking up. My redemption draws nigh as I keep my hand to the plow, staying busy for the work of the kingdom. 
That's all. It's not an escape mentality. It's a hustle mentality. It's getting you ready to do more for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, right? But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. But both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Everything you see will be gone. Our church building will be gone. You know what I got to say? Goodbye. Because he'll be our temple, amen? His light will shine. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, everything's going to be gone, what manner of a person ought you to be in this holy conduct and godliness? Look what he says here. Looking for, we should be looking for that day, but we should be hastening or quickening the coming of the day of the Lord. How do we quicken the day of the Lord? Are you in prayer? Are you praying for your neighbors? Are you helping missionaries around the world? Are you sharing with your friends and, and getting other people to hear the gospel? Look, Jesus ain't coming back until the number of the Gentiles is fulfilled. So I have a part to play in this. You have a part to play in this. We all have a part to play in this. Hey, church family over here, we all got a part to play in this. We all got a part to play in this. We all got a part to play in this. Listen, just let your light shine before men. Let your light shine before your neighbors. You don't need to preach down their throat. Share the gospel with, it, with everybody. And then if you have an opportunity, say some words. In other words, be that light. Let them see that light. And then when they're going through something, they know where to go. Amen? My little community knows who I am. I walk down the road, hey, Pastor Tom, hey, Rev. And I never walked around telling them that. The word spreads. The word spreads. When one of them sick, say, can I just pray for you? Little things like little seeds, little things. Amen? All right, keep going on looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, say I, according to his promise, are looking for a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine a world where we get along with one another? Well, you can go out at midnight and not be worried about getting shot or something like that, where righteousness upholds the world, where the lion can now lay with the lamb. In other words, the animal kingdom is at peace with itself, and we're at peace with one another. Oh, man, tell me you don't hunger for that day. Amen. Oh, man. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, looking forward, be diligent to be found by him in peace, without spot and blameless. And again, we are spotless and blameless all because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? You can try to wash yourself as much as you want. You can't get as, wash, as white as being under the blood of Jesus. Amen? When Joe Morris was here a few weeks ago, I brought this out last week. He says, the rapture is signless, but the great tribulation has many signs. So if we are seeing signs of the great tribulation happening now, then how close are we to the rapture of the church? And remember, as we get closer and closer to a major city, a major intersection, you will always have more signs. This is the reason we are seeing so many signs now 
now is because we're getting close, guys. Amen. So how should we live as we await the coming of the Lord? I believe that we should live with great anticipation, looking up, right? And also with great peace and joy, staying busy about the Father's business. We shouldn't be all freaked out. We shouldn't be on every anxiety pill that there is. Calm down. Amen? I guarantee you right now, Norma and others that are with Pam, your, 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 your Richard, others, they're not thinking about the mortgage payment right now. You know, they're not, we're, and I'm not saying we shouldn't be thinking about these things. We should. But what I'm trying to say is this is all going to pass away. Quit being so freaked out. Amen? You know, I, I've said our, our life is not a bed of roses, but why don't you smell the roses once in a while? Instead of getting behind the TV and watching Fox or CNN or F, uh, whatever the other, MSNBC, whatever they are, why don't you go for a walk? Why don't you look at the stars early in the morning or late at night? Come on, talk to me. Look at those deer out there. I'm, I'm not a hunter, so I just get to enjoy watching them, right? Yesterday, last night, I went for my little meditation walk. And man, I got scared. I heard boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I don't know what was left of that deer after all those shots. <laughs> it's all good. Amen. We should be like a runner that as he gets closer to the finish line, they have a hustle mentality and not a give up mentality. We should be like a football team that the score is close and now there's two minutes left to the game. What they say? Majority of points are scored within those two minutes because there's a hustle. There's knowing that we can win this thing. Church family, we have already won this thing. Amen? Jesus said it like this in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. Now when these things begin to happen, look up, lift up your head, because your redemption is drawing nigh. And we as Christians should have such joy. This word joy is kara in the Greek, and it means joyful, uh, uh, rejoice, full of joy. It's where the charismatic movement came from. They were full of joy. They like to dance. They like to lift their hands. They like to shout a little bit. Have a little umfa, right? That no one and no circumstance can take it from our hearts and our lives. So as we get closer to the finish line, we should hustle like never before, but to do this in our own strength will only cause us to become weary. This is why we need God's great grace. Now watch what it says. Go with me to Galatians, and then we'll go ahead and build up in this. Galatians 6, 9. Y'all good today? Yeah. yeah. I mean, what great weather we've had. We're in January here, guys. Man, you can stay like this for the rest of the two months. Amen. I know some of you skiers want to throw tomatoes at me, but I like it. Galatians 6, 9. Let's read this together. I'm reading from the New King James. Ready? And let us not grow weary. Say it again, please. Let us not grow weary. One more time. Let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, at the right time, we shall reap. Now, if we stop there, that's good, right? But he does put a condition here. The condition is the word if. If, circle that. If 
we don't lose heart, if we don't give up, if we let it go. I wonder sometimes before a victory comes, if we just let it, let it go. Hold on, don't let it go, amen? So let's look at what Paul has to say now about this scripture and go, go, to me, go, go, go with me to Romans chapter five. One more time, let's look at this verse and then I want us to go up to verse one because I want to put it all together now and this is going to take a few weeks to make it happen, amen? Romans chapter five, verse 20. Moreover, the law entered that the offense may abound. In other words, when the law came, it showed us we were sinners, amen? Thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not murder, on and on and on. The law is sticking in front of us saying, you know good sinner, you! And you know what I said? Amen! What do I do? I need a savior. Amen! Who is he? Jesus! Therefore, but where sin abounds, grace yet more. Grace yet more. Grace is God's undeserved, unearned, unmerited favor. And that's what this book of Romans is all about. But let's begin with verse 1. And I'm going to keep going back and forth to the New Living Translation. New King James is what I'll be using. But then I want you to see it in a, in a modern writing and how it brings this out. Are you ready? Romans 5.1, everybody there? For those that have the ability to have two Bibles, you know, translation side by side, Blue Bible gives you that ability to do that. Open up the NLT next to it. So you have both going. Or it'll be up on the screen for you on the New Living. Here we go. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have, say, I have, peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So you need to start thinking that way, especially when condemnation comes against you. And condemnation comes against all of us. Amen? But I have been justified by faith. Number one, justified, justification, a legal term, which means just as if I've never sinned. Number two, by faith, the same way I have to believe God, say for income or for healing or any of these other things, I have to believe God that I have a full revelation of this justification within me, which gives me peace with God. And when you have peace with God, Man alive, you're like, what was that bull that liked playing with the daisy? Amen. You just, life is good. I don't want to be a charging bull. I want to be happy. Amen. I got Fernand. It's an old story. Some of you might not remember it. But listen, what I'm trying to bring out is we should be living on this earth. I don't care what's going on, but in our hearts, there should be peace with God. Church family, God is not mad at you. If you are under the blood of Jesus Christ, I don't care what you did. God is not mad at you. Got quiet when I said, I don't care what you did, but it's still the gospel truth. The gospel is good news. Once you are truly born again, your sins are washed away. We all make mistakes. Anybody here not make a mistake this last 10 minutes? (laughs) You know what I'm trying to say? We all make mistakes. Anything out of love is sin. Anything out of faith is sin. We're constantly making mistakes. That's why we need his grace. 
the blood of Jesus. And when you stand there just going, oh, no, no, I just, I'm a holy man. Yeah, you're a holy man, all right. I told you the story. I was watching uh, funniest videos with the grandkids, and here's two monks in some temple over in wherever, wherever they are. I'm not talking about like Catholic monks. I'm talking about Hindu-type monks or monk monks. I don't know, whatever kind of monks <laughs> they were. And they're just walking, and this little cutie pie walks by, and both of them monks went, holy men. You understand what I'm trying to say? We all blow it. Amen? And watch what it says now in the New Living Translation. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith. You have been made right in God's sight by faith in Jesus Christ. We have peace with God. Watch what it says now. Because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Do you notice it's not what I have done? I only have to do one thing. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Amen? It's hard for religious minds to, to accept this. Amen? But you, you, you got to understand the way God operates. God is very unique in the way he operates. Come on, talk to me, guys. Now look, this isn't anything about Trump, but do you ever wonder in your mind why God would choose him to be president for a period of time? A, ga a guy that's in charge of a big gambling casinos, married three times. Paula White, who introduced him, married two times. Maybe God isn't too fond of our religion. How does God use a Cyrus? How does God use a Nebuchadnezzar? How does God use a, a, a Trump or, or whatever? You know what? That's God. And boy, his ways are higher than our ways. I don't understand it all. You had Ben Carson running for president. You, 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 you had, uh, what's his name? Huckleberry, born-again Christians. You had, you, you had uh, the guy down in, in Texas there, Cruz, on and on, born-again Christians. But yet God had something up his sleeve, didn't he? Shook the whole stinking world, didn't he? <laughs> Well, what do you say about it? I say, whatever, Lord. All I'm trying to do in this life is listen to his voice, not always to this. All right, but keep going on. Watch, verse 2. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Catch this in NLT. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into the place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. Come on. Just recently, what, a few months ago, Queen Elizabeth passed away, right? And you see all them people with all the gold and everything and the, the kids following how come I'm not one of those kids? 
Do you understand what I'm trying to say? We have been put here into a place of undeserved privilege. Those kids didn't deserve to become princes or whatever, but they were born into the family. Do you get it? We're born into the family. Yeah, you're messed up. Yeah, I'm messed up. Yeah, we've blown it. So what? It's not about us. It's about him. Woo! It's about Jesus. And that's what he's bringing out here. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into a place of undeserved privilege where we now Stand. See, so many people are, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that would be. That'll be. <laughs> but here it says right now. Yeah. Right now. Right where you're standing. I know you're sitting, but if you want to stand and say right now, go right ahead. Right now, right? Look, and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. <laughs> Eyes have not seen nor ears heard, nor is entered into the heart of man the things that God has in store for them that love him. Do you ever, you know, sometimes we don't get into our little peewee brain who we are. We got zillions of demons out there fighting against us. We're still in. We got the world fighting against us. We're still in. You don't think God sees that? You don't think he's going to reward you for that? for your faithfulness and your love to him? Eyes have not seen what God has in store for them that love him. Verse 3. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulations produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Watch verse 5. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Listen to verse 5 in the NLT. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us himself. Like I said a few weeks ago, I, I never comprehend, and we're going to look at that. We definitely don't have a enough time today. But Adam's fall brought death to the whole world. But Jesus Christ brought life to the whole world. Adam was a man. Jesus is God. And he gave us not a man to redeem us, even though he's the Emmanuel, God with us, but he was also God. And here he's saying, how dearly God loves us. Why? Because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Wow. Verse seven, 6. For when you were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man would one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. Would you say the next two words with me? Ready? But God. Oh, come on, you do better than that. But God. One more time. Demonstrate it. Watch it, guys. I'm going to demonstrate it. This is what God's saying. His own love towards us. In while we were holy, cleaned up our act, got it all together, didn't curse in a month, didn't kick the dog, 
didn't yell at the guy to cut us off on the road. We've achieved while we were still sinners. Christ died for us. Verse 9, much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. We're not going through the tribulation, church family. Because that wrath there is talking about the great tribulation. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God, this is the new King James, through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Notice it didn't say, when you get to heaven, you're going to receive it. When did it say we receive it? Come on, did, you should highlight some of these words. Why do you think you're reading your Bible on your palms? At, you know, there you can hit that button and go, highlight, red. <laughs> Ready? NLT, here we go. Go ahead and put that up on the screen, verse nine. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation or his judgment or his wrath. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies. It's unbelievable. That, that's a negative confession. It's believable. I saw this little scene. It was World War I, I believe it is. And it was Christmas, so they, they called like a truce. And the, the troops on the one side and the troops on the other side were playing soccer together. And I think about that. Here, we were at enmity with God. And now we're saying, come on, play soccer with me. Amen? It's mind-boggling. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we're still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. Now watch verse 11. Ready? So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us I am a friend of God. I don't know about you, but, you know, a, a real friend is someone you talk to. Someone you like hanging out with. Someone that you enjoy their presence. This is what it's saying here, that we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends with God. Now what Paul is going to do in this great letter to us is show us the difference between the death of Adam and the life that we now have in Christ Jesus. What this great grace is all about. Amen? Are you ready, church family? Are you ready, church family? Are you ready, church family? Then you need to come back next Sunday. Amen. Because we're going to pick up right at verse 12 there, but then we're going to take a journey back to Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 2, and Genesis chapter 3. And we are going to see how these two sections of verses 
go hand in hand. He's going to describe to us, because of Adam, death. Because of Christ, life. And we're going to see what happened with Adam. Oh, he ate of the apple. My Bible doesn't say it was an apple. I think it was a watermelon. I don't know what it was. Could have been a pomegranate. Could have been a pear. Could have been a cantaloupe. I don't know. But there are certain statements in that Genesis chapter 3 that we need to understand in Genesis chapter 1 and Psalm 8 and on and on to get an understanding of what Paul is saying here. The difference between, and let me say this, this is Adam and this is Christ. This far outweighs this. Amen? Far outweighs it. And one day, we're going to experience it. And it's going to be awesome. Awesome. You remember when John, when, when he's up in heaven, and, you know, who can open the seal? You remember that whole thing up there? And they said, no one is worthy. And then what did it say? Did it say, the righteous king can know? It said, a lamb, as if it had been slain, entered in and took the scroll. Amen. Amen. And that's why this church, for anyone that's a guest here, we always brag on Jesus Christ because it's all about him. And I point to the cross because, you know, the cross number one symbol in the world to this day, but we know what we're talking about. He lives in here. He lives in us. He loves you. He loves me. Come on, friends of God. Get rid of that condemnation and start seeing who you are because of this great love that Jesus Christ, actually the great love that your Abba Father had for you, that he would give his one and only son. I don't know if I would do it. Come on, dads, think about that. But God did it. Amen? Let me say it like this. I love you, but nobody loves you as much as Jesus. He's for you. He wants you to win. He wants you to bless you in this life and help you. I've come that you might have life and that more abundantly. Let him bless you. Let him be a part of your life. Enjoy all that he's got in store for you. Amen? Let's close in prayer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, precious Father, we do thank you. I just, what a joy to just brag on Jesus, Lord. Father, Abba, I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, man. I love it, Lord. There's no one like my Jesus. All to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. I surrender all because you give so much. Can never outgive you, Lord. Oh, Lord, we love you. Come on, just love on him just for a moment. We love you. I don't know what to say. Just say thank you that you made me your friend, Lord Jesus. And I want to be your buddy. I want to be your friend. Oh, does that show a disrespect? I have so much respect for Almighty God, but I still call him daddy. I still call him my dad. But boy, do I have respect for him that he would give up all this when he could have just gotten rid of us he held on 
because of his great love wherein he loved us. This morning, I do ask you to look within your own heart. Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Have you accepted the free gift of salvation? If you haven't, and if you're not sure, be sure. Look what the Bible says in Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So I'd like to lead you in a very simple prayer today. We'll all pray it together to make it easy for you. But if you've never accepted Christ, the free gift of eternal life, and you'd like to do that, then pray this prayer with me. But pray it because you mean it. Say this with us. My dear God in heaven, I believe today that Jesus Christ, he is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross and that he rose on the third day. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I repent of my sins. Thank you for forgiving me, accepting me, and pouring out this amazing love upon me. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody just stay in an attitude of prayer just for a moment. But if you're here today and you made that decision, I'd like to say congratulations. What I'd like to do is give you a free gift, a little package. I'm not going to ask you to stand. I'm not going to ask you to come to the front. But one of our altar workers that are around the sanctuary and the ushers that are helping are going to bring this package to you and give it to you. If you don't have a Bible, there's a little card in there. Take it to our bookstore, and we'll give you a free New Testament, our gift to you. Today's step one. We want you to get into it. Amen. Get to know God. And that's, that's it today. So if you're making that decision to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, or maybe you have, but you're not living for him, you would like to rededicate your life today. Or maybe you're not sure yet, but you would still like this package before you leave. Then with no one looking around, this is between you, Almighty God, myself, and one altar worker that'll bring you this package. Would you just slip your hand up? Let them see it. Once they see it, they'll walk it right over to you and place this into your hand. We're here for you today. We're here for you today. God is calling, knocking on that door of yours. Let them in. Let them in. So many people think life is normal. Life is not normal. Things have changed. We're in a different day and age. But if God's your friend, who can be against you? One more time, I'm going to look around. If that's you, just slip your hand up, put it right back down, and I'll make sure someone comes to you, brings you this package, all right? We're all believers today. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Father, we do thank you for this day, and we thank you for the joy of our salvation and this great love that Christ Jesus has given to us. You gave it all for us, Jesus, and that's why we are completing you. You are the head of the body. In him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and we are complete in him who is the head. We love you so much. I pray for each and every person here, and I pray your blessing upon them, Lord. I pray, Father, for your protection upon them 
and their families. I thank you for prospering them spiritually, mentally, physically, socially, and financially and taking them to that whole new level of you. I pray that they would get a hunger for your word because in your word is victory. I pray this in Jesus' name and now I thank you that you have made us the head and not the tail. Above only and not beneath. That in all our ways and endeavors that we are greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved. But we are blessed to be a blessing. Go be a blessing, church family. God bless.